If you felt God's call to serve the church, Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. Earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the church. Apply by April 1st to umary.edu slash serve. Would you like to produce our local program, Real Presence Live? The Real Presence Radio Fargo office is seeking an enthusiastic and organized individual to plan and produce the local RPL program and assist with related programming tasks on a full-time basis. At least a two-year associate's degree in communication, media, or related field is preferred. For a copy of this job description, contact me, Brandon Clark, at brandon at yourcatholicradiostation.com or call 877-795-0122. RPR Radio has done so much for me and fellow men because we'll be meeting our Curcio group meets and we'll be talking and men will say, I was listening to 1280 and all of a sudden this item came up and we'll discuss it. It opens up a dialogue and it also gives us answers and it, it, and it helps us out. And once again, it helps us grow as Christian men. When I get overwhelmed in the day and start, my mind starts wandering, I know I can always turn on Real Presence Radio and find others going through some of the same struggles that I am and know that God's grace is right there with my asking for it. Real Presence Radio is a guiding hand for all of us in our faith journey. This is Deacon Gary Hager from the Diocese of Crookston and I enjoy Real Presence Radio for the many different programs it offers and has helped me in my diaconate to sharpen up on those skills to become more knowledgeable and understand more fully the beauty of the Catholic Church. The Wanzig Family Foundation has proudly supported the mission of Real Presence Radio since 2004. With their help, we've been able to continue spreading Jesus Christ's message of hope throughout North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. The Wanzig Family Foundation is dedicated to supporting Catholic initiatives and programs, like our weekly local show, Real Presence Live, heard on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, with the encores on Saturdays. Thank you to the Wanzig Family Foundation for being a part of this family of faith and hope. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now back to the show. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, all oh, two million of you. I'm Father Justin Waltz. I'm Father Josh Waltz. And we are the Sons of Thunder. going to turn it on over to our production assistant, Eli, for a little weather. All righty. Thank you very much, Father. Here's your regional weather update on the Real Presence Radio Network. In the Margie, Minnesota area, a chance of snow after 4 p.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 9. And tonight, a chance of snow mainly before midnight, mostly cloudy with a low around minus 8. Right now in Margie, it's minus 15 degrees. Around Park River, North Dakota, snow likely mainly after 3, cloudy with a high near 4. Wind chills down to about minus 18. And tonight, a chance of snow before 9, mostly cloudy with a low around minus 7. The current temperature is minus 13. For Wing, North Dakota, snow mainly before 5, high near 2. Wind chills down to about minus 20. Tonight, a chance of snow mainly before 8, mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly clear with a low around minus uh, minus 11. Right now, it's minus 2. And for the Eagle Butte, South Dakota area, mostly cloudy with a high near 16. Wind chills values down to about minus 17. And tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around minus 1. Current temperature there is minus 2. And in the area around Granite Falls, Minnesota, chance of snow, cloudy with a high near 6. 
And tonight, a chance of snow mainly before 4 a.m., cloudy with a low around zero, and wind chills down to about minus 12. Current temperature in Granite Falls is 3. That's your regional weather update on the Real Presence Radio Network. Father? Thank you, Eli. You could have just summed it up by saying it's still terrible outside. It's, it's, it's <laughs> never going to get better. I got to say, uh, global warming, what do you do with it? Anyway. Like President Trump's tweet was hilarious. He's like, oh, global warming, where have you gone? Please come back. <laughs> okay. Well, before we get rolling with Peter Martin here, we got a question that came in right at the end of the hour. Uh, that we're going to discuss later, um, but we will bring it up. We just wanted that person to know that, in fact, we got your question. We're going to bring it back when we get to Catholic Lives Matter. Uh, <laughs> it's time for a paradigm shift so that we no longer check the box indicating that marriage preparation is complete. So how do we celebrate the process of pre- preparation for this holy sacrament and at the same time prepare engaged couples for the challenges they could face once married? Peter Martin, what's up, boss? Hey, man. Thunder, thunder. Good to be with you. Amen, brother. Peter's from the Diocese of Wyona, Rochester. He's the head of marriage and family life and faith formation. He's here to share his thoughts and his expertise in both of these areas. Peter, thanks for being with us uh, this morning. Can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Yeah, it's my pleasure to be with you. I am a married man, 17 years. We have seven children, six boys, and one little princess. He, uh, <laughs> The oldest is 13, and uh, the youngest is going on two in May. Congratulations. Sounds like a beautiful family. For those of you who don't know, I I worked with uh, Peter when we were at University of Mary together, so it's kind of cool to have him on the show this morning. It is. uh, Good to be with you. Our topic this morning is an interesting one. It's uh, marriage preparation. So uh, let's start with what is marriage preparation and why is it required? Yeah, so an engaged couple comes to Father, God willing, six months in advance, and and we have a series of different things that need to be done before they get married. One of them is what we call a pre-cana. That would be the uh, kind of bare minimum. You'd spend a weekend or less uh, with a group of married couples that are kind of trained to go through a series of areas that could become problems in the married life. Uh, And this is what we do uh, as as far as a fast-track way of preparing a couple for marriage. Um, Pope Francis is calling for a more in-depth way of preparing marriage, but as I thought about it, it's not just the sacrament of marriage, but other sacraments as well. We've got to do a better job than just the kind of pedagogy of, well, all you have to do is come to class on a Sunday and by the end, we'll check off the box, and you'll be good for first reconciliation and first communion. Yeah, it's, uh, I, it's really incredible. I, you know, I, when when you look at like what a seminarian has to go through as preparation exactly. for the priesthood, it. I mean, we're talking minimum right. six years, maximum eight yep. or nine years, and like their whole life is torn apart by formators, psychologists, spiritual directors, confessors. Right. He, they focus on human, intellectual, pastoral. And they do this for an extensive period of time. And then when it comes to marriage, we've got six months, couple classes, and like, hey, good luck. You know, I mean, yep, it's ridiculous. Yep. Keep, and that's why that's warm and well fed. Yeah, right. I mean, and, 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 you know, I mean, I think of the two, marriage probably is more difficult because, you know, if something's wrong in my relationship, I'm wrong because God can't be wrong. <laughs> you know, right, so, right. but when you have a, a whole nother human being with an intellect and a will, you know, so. Let me ask you this, Peter. Obviously, and I think, I mean, a lot of people listening to this, if you're married and or prepping for marriage or maybe even 
not married. I, th- I think people are aware, well, the church has this thing in place. And I, at least all of my priesthood, and for that matter, I think my entire life, it's basically been what you what, what you were just talking about. You know, you got your wedding weekend, pre-Cana, in which you're going to go, uh, you know, and, and spend a weekend, you know, learning more about marriage and discerning things and all that sort of stuff. And then you've got your focus survey or whatever survey you use. You meet with the priest for the paperwork, and hopefully you have NFP. Are there any other ideas as the head of marriage and family uh, that that you have or that you've heard of that you're like, you know what, that is something that you know we really need to start offering to married couples? Yeah, absolutely. We do. Uh, my wife and I prepare couples one on one, and it gives us an opportunity to not only give them the information that they need, but we can also get to know that couple. Sometimes you get a couple that's more mature and they've got their finances all in order and they know all about communication and they just have a couple issues on a few different things. And so you can really teach just to that couple because you know who they are. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, God willing, in, in the future, we're going to do more of this one-on-one preparation because when we do a pre-cana, we've got a, a room full of 30 couples and, you know, we aim for the middle, right? You try to get a preparation that's good for your average uh, Adam and Eve that's, that's getting married, right? Right, But right. obviously we know not everybody's on the same page, and so you're not doing the best that you could. So that would be my desire is that we start doing more one-on-one preparation. I think you're right there. I, that's a, a good insight. It, it really kind of uh, conjures up inside of me, you know, the, the majority of – you know, real concrete formation as a priest, speaking for myself, you're given a platform, and I think we give these couples a good platform, but the real priesthood, once you're ordained and it starts, it's your pastor that's forming you, and it's your brother priests who have been in the priesthood. Hopefully you're in a priest group. And so, you know, I just think that, like, good couples that are accompanying new married couples as friends and and confidants and, and, uh, you know, mentors is what's needed and you just don't have that and so unfortunately like you know you got a young priest and uh, you know all of a sudden he's under duress because he gave a homily that was truthful and everybody hates him per se okay hypothetically well he's able to go to his pastor and the pastor is like oh yeah that's happened to me like 20 times in my life you know you're doing a great job don't worry about it it's not personal they won't remember it in two weeks okay and and then he's like oh okay i take a deep breath and say okay well that's what the real priesthood is but there's a lot of i think especially men out there that are like okay well you know i'm six months into it and i don't know my wife decided that for a week she hated me or something you know and it's and it's right. like, well, is that normal? And if you come to a guy who's been married 20 years, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's going to happen all the time, you know? And you're like, oh, yeah. okay. Well, I'm doing a good job as a man or a woman, and these guys are able to confirm it, versus, you know, I'm hanging out with these bums over here that are, you know, down at the bar and complaining about their marriages, and so now I'm getting discouraged, and they all have bad right. marriages, and so it's now affecting my marriage. I just don't know if I've ever heard of a program out there. Have you? Yeah, there's more and more that are showing up, and I think, obviously, the Holy Spirit calls when uh, there's, there's desperate need, and, and the Church is aware of this need. This is why Pope Francis is calling for this catechumenate, and that catechumenate just focuses on this, uh, as you said, this, this accompaniment where you've got a couple who's preparing a marriage, but they're not just stopping there. They're walking with them in the first few years, and heck, for the rest of their marriage, God willing, 
Right. Now, there's, there's a number of challenges. Obviously, we're more transient now than we've ever been. I don't know if you've ever had a couple that actually stayed in your parish after they got married. Right, exactly. But, uh, you know, those are, those are one of the challenges. But, you know, these can be overcome. Obviously, we have all sorts of ways of catching up with people, reaching out to people. Um, but, yeah, the idea would be that you've got a married couple, seasoned married couple, that prepares an engaged couple, and they see them every once in a while. They invite them over for dinner, and they say, hey, how are things going? Remember, you were having that problem with your job. Whatever happened, how did that resolve? And then all of a sudden, they've got a safety net to call back on when things get rough, because we all know that it happens. Uh, but like you said, yeah, it's much better to, to call on a couple that is solid in their marriage than to go down to your local uh, tavern. Yeah, you got it. Well, I- yeah, great. Uh, we're with Peter Martin. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Real Presence Live. And, uh, you know, something you said kind of struck a chord with me. I think, you know, maybe it's it's not only the initial formation that you have with couples uh, that we are all kind of responsible for in the church, the both the lay faithful, good married couples kind of mentoring, but also priests, you know, explaining the theological and liturgical aspects. But Maybe, you know, the new push is to start something that is like ongoing uh, mentoring. And so what, what what does that look like? You know, we have a little thing here in, in Bismarck called Young Adults. And they get, you know, groups of young adults who are married and have kids. And once a month they meet, they have a speaker that comes in, a priest or a layman, addressing some topic about marriage. And then they have drinks and, you know, appetizers and hang out and play cards. It's fun. It's fun. It's normal. And, but, it, but it gives them, like, a little boost, you know, a little shot in the arm to, to continue living marriage the way it's supposed to be married in the church. Right, exactly. Yeah. I got a question for you, Peter, and this is something that uh, I've started to incorporate into just my own uh, personal angle on the formation of young couples. But have you ever heard of the Myers-Briggs personality profile before? Yep. Have you taken it? I have. I was in the seminary myself. So oh, we were, awesome. You we were forced to take it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, these, are, these are some of the things. I mean, the focus does, the, the premarital inventory does a little bit of this, but it kind of tells you who you are. But, yeah, you're right. These sorts of tests are great because a lot of times people are coming into marriage and they're not exactly sure who they are, what their personality type is. And worse, their, their fiancé doesn't really know either. So, a personality test would be a wonderful way of getting both of them to know more about who they are, and then because they know who they are, they know how they'll react about certain things. Yeah, exactly. So I just want to explain that to everybody that's out there, and because this is, I mean, self-knowledge in the Catholic spiritual world is absolutely uh, essential to even a relationship with Jesus, and Jesus wants to teach you who you are. Well, there is the spiritual end of it that's sort of self-revealing in prayer, and then there's the more secular end of it that has already been discovered through science. And so if you've never heard of the Myers-Briggs test before, you can go get online. You can go to 16personalitytypes.com. Uh, like 200 million people have visited this site, and it's free. It takes about 15 minutes, and it's going to kick back a four-letter uh, acronym, and that will stand for different elements of a person's personality. There's 16 total in the human race. And when you read about yourself, you're going to be like, well, yeah, that's me. And then you have your spouse take it, <laughs> and you start saying, well, it's not that the person is doing this intentionally. It's that you're hardwired right. from you know the time you were born. The second one, folks, is something called the DISC model, capital D, capital I, capital S, capital C. That's four different temperaments. And that's another really important thing to take. Once you discover your temperament, the temperament goes through the filter 
of your Myers-Briggs personality. And I'm telling you, once you got those two down, you're going to say to yourself, okay, I understand other people better, and I certainly understand myself. I th- you know, and I think one of the last ones I would recommend for people out there, if you're looking for some ongoing prep, is the, the love languages. Uh, there you, you, yep. you get You get into that book, and uh, you'll start to see how you receive love and how you give love, and that can be absolutely monumental uh, for a married couple to understand that. Peter, we want to thank you so much for being on with us. It's, it was good to talk to you again. It's been a while since we spoke. Um, we're moving right along this morning on Real Presence Live. It's time for another quick break. When we return, we have the 10-minute tour of local events happening year year with Mike Kudrowski, plus discovering the true beauty of being a woman and where this discovery can happen. Keep it right here. There's more to come in just a couple minutes. We'll see you on the flip side of this break. God bless you. Live, engaging, and local, that's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, first communion, and confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at one 800 477 2425 or online at abbusiness.com. This is Father Nick Nelson of the Diocese of Duluth. The best definition of secularism was given to me by one of my theology professors. He said, Secularism is where and when it is easier not to believe than to believe, where and when it is easier not to live your faith than to live your faith. And I thought this definition was comparable to the reality of a desert. We live in a desert of secularism. And while you can't just add water to the desert and have the entire desert turn into a lush jungle of life overnight, you can create small places of abundant flourishing life. We call these oases. Likewise, while you can't change the entire world into a Catholic culture overnight, we can and must create oases within the desert of secularism. Oases where the abundant Catholic life can flourish. First and foremost is the home, the family. Secondarily, the parish. These must become oases where the fullness of the Catholic faith is proclaimed, celebrated, and lived. And I believe Real Presence Radio is also an oasis where we can retreat from the desert and be nourished with the truth, Jesus Christ himself. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. 
And hello, uh, this is Mike Kidrowski with the 10-Minute Tour, and we have a lot to get in. And folks, you don't want to miss this. Let's go to, let's go, there's uh, Eli's uh, car and his horn. That means it's ready, we're ready to go. First we go to Grand Forks, North Dakota, uh, and Ryan. Yeah. Hi, Ryan, you have a Knights of Columbus breakfast you're going to tell us about. Go right ahead. Thanks for being on the live show. Thanks for having me. Uh, this coming Sunday, March 3rd, at St. Mary's Catholic Church in Grand Forks, we're having a nice Columbus breakfast with proceeds going to St. Joseph's Social Care and Thrift Store. Um, St. Mary's located at 216 Belmont Road. Uh, menu this Sunday will include um, waffles, pancakes, biscuits and gravy, uh, L&M sausage, ham, uh, eggs and hash browns. Well, very good, uh, Ryan. And the cost is uh, how much do we have to pay to get into the uh, breakfast? The free will offering. Ah, wonderful. Okay. Well, uh, uh, Ryan, you uh, do you have a good turnout of volunteers to help with the breakfast? Um, we could always use a couple more hands. Oh, okay. Many hands make the work light, right? All right. Yeah. Amen. And then uh, <laughs> uh, this isn't your first uh, breakfast, I, I take it. You've, you've no, done this. No, it's our uh, what fourth of the fraternal year. We usually do five a year. I see. Okay, so do you have some good luck in the numbers that turn out? Um, numbers tend to vary depending on the weather and things like that. But uh, usually we we do pretty well either way. So, okay. Um, if the numbers are down, usually we have more generous people showing up. It seems like so. Okay. So again, this, uh, Ryan, thank you for very much for being on the live show. And again, the details, we have a St. Mary's Knights Columbus Council 10837 uh, breakfast in Grand Forks on March 3rd from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Thank you very much, Ryan. God bless you and all the good work you do through the Knights Columbus. Thank you. And we go now to Rochester, Minnesota. And we have a Rochester fish fry Mark your calendars for the 14th annual Gary Vanislau Memorial Fish Fry hosted by the Rochester Catholic Schools. I know Heidi and staff at the uh, Lord's High School do a great job. And this, is, uh, this fish fry is on the first Friday of Lent, March 8, 2019 from 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. at the International Event Center. Bring your family and friends to this community-wide event featuring a delicious cod dinner, exciting raffles, live music, and children's activities. All proceeds go to the Vanislow Scholarships established through, Lord's, through the Lord's Foundation to help students in financial need receive a faith-based education at the Rochester Catholic Schools. Visit... Uh, rcsmn.org slash fishfry for more information. And we go to Sioux Falls now quickly to the Knights of Columbus Blood Drive. Boy, the Knights of Columbus are an active group. And you can help save a life on March 10th, that's a Sunday, from 9.15 a.m. to 1 p.m., the Little Flower Council 6605 of the Knights of Columbus will be hosting a blood drive at St. Therese 
Parish in Sioux Falls. St. Therese is located at 901 North Tahoe, Tahoe Trail in Sioux Falls. Please help if you can. And again, that's a Knights of Columbus blood drive on March 10th. That's uh, Sunday, March uh, 10th. Okay, we're off to Barnesville, Minnesota now. Another Knights of Columbus event, a fish fry, and we have Tim from Barnesville on the phone. Tim, are you there? Yes, I am. Ah, oh, hi, Tim. Thanks for being on the live show this morning. Go ahead and tell us about your Knights of Columbus fish fry. Well, this Lent, we've got uh, three fish fries again, like usual. Our, our first one is on Friday, March 8th, and the second one is on Friday, March 22nd, and the third one is on Friday, March, uh, April 5th. And um, we, we uh, give the proceeds to three different groups on, uh, from these fish fries, and so on March 8th, the proceeds will go to our Boy Scout Troop 604 there. And the second one goes to Barnesville Community Education, and the third one goes to our Assumption Youth Group. So we're uh, we're appreciative of all the people that come out and support us to help raise money for those groups. Yes, what a variety of charities that you're helping out, uh, uh, Tim. That's wonderful. Uh, w can you give us a serving time and uh, where uh, whereabouts you're going to serve the fish? Yeah, all of the fish fries are at Hildebrand Hall, and that's 307 Front Street in Barnesville. It's just right north of the Catholic Church there on, on our main street. And uh, serving time is from 5 to 7 p.m. And uh, our, uh, our menu, we have uh, beer-battered Alaskan Pollock, baked potatoes, french fries, macaroni and cheese, coleslaw, macaroni salad, dinner rolls, and coffee and Kool-Aid. So... I think we've got enough for everybody to to uh, enjoy a good meal and, and not have to cook one at home. Yeah, sounds great to me, Tim. And uh, how much does it cost to get into the event? Adults are $10. All students, elementary, high school, college are $5. And five and under are free. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Tim. Good luck on your fish fry. God bless. We appreciate and the publicity. Thanks a lot. Bye yes, bye. you're very welcome. Now we go to Dickinson, North Dakota. Another Knights of Columbus event. A Knights of Columbus breakfast in Dickinson. Knights of Columbus Council 6308 will serve breakfast on Sunday, March 10, in the Pine Room of St. Joseph Church in Dickinson from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. On the menu is sausage, scrambled eggs, hash browns, rolls, coffee, and juice. Adults are $10, high school students 7 ages 5 to 10, $4, ages 4 and under free. And folks, God bless you folks at the Knights of Columbus Council in uh, St. Joe's and Dickinson. The proceeds will go to Real Presence Radio. I'll have to make it to that event. And for home delivery, and how nice is that? Uh, contact Glenn at 701-260-2960. Thank you very much, St. Joseph's KC Council. Uh, going on to the Mardi Gras at the Queen of Peace School in Cloquet, Minnesota. Celebrate Mardi Gras at Queen of Peace School on Saturday, March 2nd from 6 p.m. to midnight. Now this is in Cloquet, 
Minnesota. Join us for this fundraiser and enjoy a fun evening of music, dance, complimentary food and beverages. There will also be raffles including an electric meat smoker with $400 B&B Market meat card, a Greek island trip, kayaks and many great silent and live auctions as well. Tickets are $25 per person and can be purchased at the door until sold out or in advance by calling 879-8516. You must be 21 years or older to attend. Check the website for more details, queenofpeaceschool.org. Well, that wraps up today's 10-minute tour. We'll feature this every uh, Real Presence Live. If you'd like to have your events featured, please call Brandon at 877-795-0122, and we'd be very happy to feature it. All right, it's time for our next break of the morning coming up next. Ladies, if you've been looking for a holistic retreat to recharge your batteries in a way that highlights your beauty, we have just the opportunity for you. And you're not going to want to miss this. Keep it right here to learn more as Real Presence Live continues. We'll be back on the other end of the break. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. Would you like to produce our local program, Real Presence Live? The Real Presence Radio Fargo office is seeking an enthusiastic and organized individual to plan and produce the local RPL program and assist with related programming tasks on a full-time basis. At least a two-year associate's degree in communication, media, or related field is preferred. For a copy of this job description, contact me, Brandon Clark, at brandon at yourcatholicradiostation.com or call 877-795-0122. If you felt God's call to serve the Church, Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The Church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. Earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the Church. Apply by April 1st to umary.edu slash serve. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. Hi everyone, Steve Sponskowski here, Executive Director for the RPR Network, inviting you on the Real Presence Radio Northern California Mission Pilgrimage, April 4th through 9th, 2019. 
We will visit some of the missions of St. Junipero Serra, the wine country of the Sonoma Valley, and sites of San Francisco. We'll be staying at a beautiful retreat center with easy day trips to the sites. Cost based on double occupancy is $1,936, or if you want to get your own flight, it's $1,358. For more information, please call 877-795-0122. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now, back to more Real Presence Live. Welcome back, everybody. We're back on the air. I'm Father Justin Waltz. I'm Father Josh Waltz. And we are the Sons of Thunder. All right. We have Emma Hergenroder in studio in Fargo. She's uh, in charge of a retreat. She also works at the St. Paul Newman Center. And she wants to share an opportunity that you won't want to miss. So, so Emma, welcome to the show. We're happy Thank to have you, you on. Thanks, What's the, What is this event known as Decora? Yeah, Decora, it's a holistic retreat day. Uh, it's for college women and high school women with their mom or female mentor. And the whole day is meant to help women discover what St. John Paul II refers to as our feminine genius. Um, so Decora is Latin for feminine beauty and it's just this fun and exciting day uh, where women, we come together and we learn about our value as women, uh, the beauty and mystery of our creation, how we can say yes to what's true and good about how we're created. So there's keynote talks, creative breakout sessions, there's some good food. Um, we do a Pinterest craft and we have a style show that's a lot of fun. Uh, we have a Q&A session with our keynote speaker and some nurses. And we have a guy panel, which is also a lot of fun too. So... You know, as one who I probably should know more about the feminine genius, I know it is a John Paul II term, but could you uh, just explain that for our listeners and maybe even go into a little bit of depth about it? Yeah, the feminine genius, it comes from, uh, like you said, Pope John Paul II and his writing on the vocation and dignity of women. So it's just this idea that God has created us as women with a great dignity and a purpose so that we can show the world what authentic beauty looks like. So it's this truth of our authentic femininity and how God has designed us um, as a holistic person, body, mind, and soul, uh, to be his beautiful daughters and to cultivate that beauty in the world. Can you, can, yeah, that's great. Tell us a little bit about, uh, you, been, you said it was going on for, it's been going on for four years. So what what type of speakers have you had? Um, you described the day a little bit of the breakout sessions. What are the topics, maybe the narrative, the theme that have been discussed in the past? Yeah, so the keynote speakers that we've had, um, this is my second year involved with the program, but uh, we again have a religious sister this year, Sister Mary Immaculata. She's with the School Sisters of Christ the King in Lincoln. Um, And last year we had Sister Mary Madeline with the uh, Nashville Dominicans. And so they just come in and they really help us women to get fired up about um, being daughters of God. So Sister Mary Immaculata this year, she's going to be um, giving two keynote talks. The first one is The Father Delights in You, and the second one is Walking as a Daughter. So it's just like that spiritual aspect of what's our identity. And then the breakout sessions kind of go off into a lot of the different um, areas that showcase what authentic femininity is. So we have some nurses who come and give a couple talks on you know, how our bodies are designed as women, and then, you know, especially if it's a, a young woman's first time going to Decora, then those are great talks to go to just to get that perspective from our nurses. And then we have breakout sessions on things like um, exercise and, um, 
you know, how to relax and just, you know, release our stress to the Lord. And then there's some on uh, sort of a home environment, so hospitality, and then diet, just cultivating beauty. So there's an art one. So there's a lot of different ways that authentic femininity and cultivating beauty comes through. Yeah, I I love the way you speak about that. I mean, one of the things that I noticed this year, you know, I I think that... You know, if you, I don't know if you watch the Super Bowl or not, Emma, but uh, we watch the Super Bowl, and, and I noticed that there's like this narrative that's really trying to be pushed right now that that girls are supposed to be a lot like guys, like they should be playing football, they should be playing, you know, the big contact sports and MMA fighting, and and in doing that, I think it really pulls away from the beauty of woman. That that women have a very particular role to play, which is extremely beautiful and essential. And essential, and and that if you try to pull away from that, and it's not saying that men and women don't share the same dignity. We do, but we are different, and we are very different people. We're complementary for each other, and if women try to be men, and vice versa, quite honestly, if men try to be women, it, everything gets really messed up. So I, I'm really happy to hear that we have this. Uh, this retreat that you're doing, and it's really covering not just, it's not just this, you know, the word you keep using is holistic. So it's not this this uh, retreat that's just this spiritual, you know, avenue to help you to understand who you are as a woman in the eyes of God. It's also that there are specific things, you know, in your daily life that are very particular to woman, and that also fuels into the feminine genius. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would concur with uh, what Father Josh is saying, that you know, right now in this culture, and this is both masculine and feminine, but the fact of the matter is, is that the the mixing of identity and the, the if you will, just sort of the blah of humanity, uh, everything is a wash, right? Men can be women, women can be men, there is no authentic definition of either, we have the whole transgender movement. Uh, the whole homosexual movement, all of those things have been playing in. I would argue from the 1960s on, but it really was seen in the 1980s. And I, I would imagine, uh, and I, this isn't a conscious thought necessarily, but just, and this would apply to both men and women, but since we're talking about the feminine, that it would be uh, very beneficial for a young woman, especially at that college level, to get with other young, you know, holy women that are explaining the true divine, you know, identity uh, that they have in God. Because when you go back to the 80s, it was like all of a sudden, well, okay, uh, women are no longer supposed to be mothers and homemakers. Great. Now they're up into the, you know, work world. And so now we drive a narrative of contraception. Wearing shoulder pads. Yeah, exactly. It's the old, you know, chop your hair, put on the shoulder pads, because you're not a woman in the work world. you got to be a man. You know, and I, I still don't understand what that all, was all about. And then, then we swing in the in the 90s to like, you know, now we have this big movement of, well, we're not in the work world anymore, but a woman is all, you know, what was it? What was that commercial? Uh, don't hate me because I'm beautiful and suave hair, you know, stuff or whatever it was. And so a woman was the big sex symbol then. And then we, you know, we come into the 2000s and now it's like, as, as Father Josh was saying, you know, now in order for a woman to be equal to a man, you, know, you got to be a cage fighter. You know, I guess if you want to be a cage fighter from the time you're a little girl, that's fine. But there's just so many different narratives of the feminine out there that I, and for that matter, masculinity isn't much better. But I mean, it can get confusing for people. You know, and to bring young women as you are with this decorate retreat uh, around the table and 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 have those conversations from a holistic point of view, I, th- I it must just be amazing to see Emma. <laughs> 
Yes, absolutely. And that's one of the biggest things that we're seeing in our campus ministry is that there's so much confusion about identity and, you know, as young adults, who are we? Who are we made to be? Where did we come from? And that's one of the big things about Decora is just helping us to see who we are as daughters of God. And I know that even for those of us who are Catholic, like there's that doesn't automatically mean that we get that. So Decora, it's it's just so good because it's a chance for us to go back and to hear that and hear that truth spoken to us because we are, especially for those who are going to a secular institution, it's we're just surrounded by those voices that are speaking just the opposite of truth and are just confusing. And so it's good to go back to an event like this and to be equipped to face what's out there in the culture. So what, what, what ages are invited to this? So the <coughs> primary audience of this is going to be college women and then high school women with their mom or mentor are also invited to come. So if someone might ask, I have a 13-year-old, can she attend? What is? No, we did, we did discern cutting that off at high school level just because of some of the content of the nurse talks and everything. We want that to, to be at a certain level. And then, you know, for those 15, 16-year-olds, they should be bringing their mom or another female mentor just so that they can continue to sort of process after the day some of what they might have learned. I'm all about that mentor <laughs> mentality. I think that's I very too. important. So if someone's outside of the Fargo area who might want to attend uh, or have an event like this, what would you say? Well, if they're within commuting <laughs> distance, they can obviously come and <laughs> attend ours. Um, but if they're far outside the Fargo area, we have received our first like out-of-state request to try and make this program uh, adaptable to others around the country. So if you are farther outside the Fargo area, that is something that is uh, very early in the works is that we would love to try and help make this program accessible to others. So that's that's coming a little later. Awesome. Thanks, Emma. We want to thank you for being on the show yeah, with the Sons you. of Thunder. It's time for our final break of the morning, but stay with us because when we return on Real Presence Live, even if you're listening to the podcast, we're taking you around the world in 60 seconds and learning more about how Catholic, Catholic lives, lives matter. matter. So don't go anywhere. We'll see you on the backside of the break. Engaging and local. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Father Braun asked me if I consider being a deacon. I says, okay, I'll think about it. So I went to a meeting and uh, for two years I actually prayed about it. Even coming back from the lake on a weekend, I spent two hours by myself in a car and prayed about, Jesus, are you going to tell me not to do this? Please make a sign that you don't want me to be a deacon. Well, I figured no sign was a sign to do it. He didn't say yes, he didn't say no, he just let me do it. So I got in the program and, and for about uh, seven years I did formation and became ordained about uh, three years ago. And it's been a, actually a wonderful trip, making us closer and closer to Jesus Christ. And we could never do this without him. And I gotta be honest with you, uh, when this radio sta station started in 2006, I believe, I started listening to it, and I learned a lot about my faith on this radio station. If it wasn't for this radio station, I wouldn't be sitting here today. And that is the honest truth.
Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio. Did you know the signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming? Have you ever thought about running radio spots on the RPR network? We want to partner with you to help gain exposure for your business in front of a very faithful customer base. To find out more about your options, please call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. France, an enchanting country known for its elegance and richness and an incredible Catholic history spanning centuries, set out to explore this history on the Saints and Sanctuaries of Catholic France pilgrimage, October 10th through the 20th, 2019, with spiritual director Father Chuck Huck. You'll have a chance to pray at St. Catherine of Labouret Church in Paris, explore the Basilica of St. Therese of Lisieux, spend two days in Lourdes, plus so much more. To reserve your seat, visit worldstrides.com register. Trip number 166-594. The Wanzig Family Foundation has proudly supported the mission of Real Presence Radio since 2004. With their help, we've been able to continue spreading Jesus Christ's message of hope throughout North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. The Wanzig Family Foundation is dedicated to supporting Catholic initiatives and programs, like our weekly local show, Real Presence Live, heard on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, with the encores on Saturdays. Thank you to the Wanzig Family Foundation for being a part of this family of faith and hope. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now, back to more Real Presence Live. Welcome back, folks. We, the Sons of Thunder, are taking you around the world in 60 seconds. The most talked about non-topic at the Vatican, homosexuality. The Pope has set out to grapple with the crisis of sexual abuse by clergy. Nearly 200 leaders of the Roman Catholic Church sat for lectures on responsibility, accountability, and transparency. Yo, give it to me straight. Venezuelan bishops call on humanitarian aid to be distributed. The Venezuelan Bishops Conference is calling on Nicolas Maduro's government to allow the humanitarian aid to enter their country and be peacefully distributed to people who are desperately in need of it. Because hungry people don't stay hungry for long. Cardinal Muller, spiritual renewal in the church's foremost need. The Cardinal said McCarrick, together with his clan and a homosexual network, was able to wreak havoc in a mafia-like manner in the church. The problem of clerical sexual abuse must be countered primarily by spiritual renewal, prayer, and penance. Very disturbing. St. Peter Damien's battle against clerical homosexuality offers useful lessons for today. Most relevant to our own age is Damien's famous book, The Book of Gomorrah, a long letter addressed to Pope St. Leo IX sometime between 1049 and 1054. The book was written against the epidemic of sodomy raging like a cruel beast within the sheepfold of Christ. Nothing new, but... Catholic Lives Matter! Oh yeah, we are coming to the final segment of our show. Everybody's been waiting for it, and this is how we wrap it up. We got about 10 minutes to take you around the world and talk about Catholic Lives Mattering within the church. Um, We got a great segment for you today. We're going to begin, or leave I should say, where we began because the theme of this show has been the ongoing scandal with two cardinals now, one convicted, one penalized and removed from the clerical state. And so we just want to take this segment and we're going to give it to you straight because Catholic lives do matter, your lives matter, and right now uh, I want to take you historically through what's been going on with this scandal because people are all over the place. We think this thing is still happening. It's not. Uh, we think it has, you know, bubbled up in 2002. It's bubbling up again. Uh, this this bubble up, if you will, is much different than what happened in 2002. And even 2002, everybody, 
uh, is not exactly where it uh, is began. And as a matter of fact, it's been 33 years from the epicenter of when this thing started to reveal itself uh, to where we're at right now, which which is telling in and of itself. For me, spiritually, anytime I see the number 33 uh, or there's something uh, around the number 33, the Lord himself has his stamp on it. Uh, he was 33 when he died and rose from the dead. He's 33 from ever, so it's almost a little bit of a call sign uh, for it. So let's begin by addressing uh, the timeline a bit, because maybe more than anything, that's what has Catholics, I think, uh, and the rest of the nation confused. I mean, right? We've said it a million times. This is not a modern problem, but rather we're seeing the results of sins uh, of the past, if you will, uh, that are being brought into the light that have not been committed by the Catholics and clergy of this time. And, you know, the poor episcopacy, a lot of the new bishops, especially dealing with this as it comes, uh, are taking it in stride and doing an incredible job. It's, it's the, the, the ones of the past. This is all of the past going all the way back uh, really to the 1940s and 50s. But it broke. The unearthing, if you will, of this diabolical epidemic came uh, in 1985, when a Louisiana from the Diocese of Lafayette, a Louisiana priest, pled guilty to 11 accounts of molestation of boys, okay? And I believe it was Bishop Flynn, who is the former archbishop of, uh, or one of the former archbishops of, of Minneapolis-St. Paul, that was the bishop uh, down there during this time. And so this uh, Father Goff was uh, actually convicted uh, and sent to prison, but what it, what happened was is this this wasn't you know isolated to Louisiana. This was going on everywhere. And so what what happened in 1985 was the first chance, if you will, <clears throat> because it had been exposed to really get to the root of the problem. And that's where you know a lot of this cover up, if you will, and I'm using it broad a broad you know swipe there of cover up because that's a very uh, a deep issue. Uh, and, and, and many times what the secular media, media is driving is, in fact, not correct. But there is no doubt um, that, that there were some missteps along the way. We saw that uh, in 2002 as well with Boston. But from 1985 to 2002, uh, the church was given a chance to tackle this you know, serious evil and expose it for what it was. Okay? And that's what should have happened if we would have gotten on it right then. Uh, we certainly would not be in the situation that we're at now. So the good Lord gave us, you know, opportunity number one, 1985, shot across the bow. This guy is one. Now we know of many, many, many uh, unfortunate situations that were going on in the church. So church, get on it. Nothing happened. 2002, all of a sudden, as we're very familiar with, the Boston Globe broke uh, the scandal that was going on um, in the Archdiocese of Boston and subsequently the East Coast uh, lit up with many other parts of the scandal. So, uh, opportunity number two, Bishop sees it, right? And they head down to Dallas, in which we're all familiar with uh, the, the Dallas Charter, um, in which enacted many different things uh, in, in, in which the clergy are now to function, things that uh, probably should have been obvious for years, but they put it down in writing. And, and now we're operating under that. Some of it might be, just to give you an example, the priest rectory, you can't have your business office there anymore. I mean, some of these rectories, it would be like there was father's room and then like his office right next to it. You know, So obviously that no longer uh, exists. It also regulates priests being with minors, priests traveling between dioceses. We always have to have a letter of good standing, proving from our own bishop that we, in fact, you know, are the person that we're saying, uh, and, and many, many other things. It also 
uh, was there to ensure that we have healthy priests, which is key, right? No more predators in the priesthood working in a safe environment for everybody involved, including the priests. Now, what was the most important part of the subsequent years is actually what was going on in seminary formation. So uh, in regards to seminary screening during this time, the program for PC formation uh, was, was entirely revamped. And it was also during this time, as we've already referenced uh, earlier in the show, that the Vatican in 2005 released a document that stated, quote, men with deeply rooted homosexual tendencies, quote, uh, who ha- or who have been homosexually active, cannot, and the word is cannot be ordained, and I'm going to toss it over to the Younger Thunder, who's the vocation director, to just maybe uh, to talk a little bit about that more clarity. Yeah, and the, the, the deeply rooted homosexual tendencies are homosexually active. They were trying to get to something that's, that's not just, you know, somebody being curious or, you know, what are they, what, when, they, when they are thinking sexually, what are they thinking about? That is a good way to understand what is the tendency of the man. And when you have the homosexual tendency is deeply rooted, or they've been homosexually active in the past, that they cannot be ordained. Now, we, the, but, but, to be fair, people, maybe even are listening, will be like, well, that seems terribly unfair. Now, just hang on. Hold the phone. John Jay study in 2002 was the other half of what the bishops did during that time. And what it concluded was that roughly 70% of the, 70% of the cases involved children from the ages of 12 to 16 years of age, which meant that the majority of the alleged victims were not prepubescent pedophilia, but postpubescent hebophilia uh, with, within the larger swath of those who've been abused. So the psychological conclusion then is, is that this is a hebophilia problem with predatory homosexual priests. Hebophilia being the strong, persistent sexual interest by adults in you know, postpubescent early adolescent children ages 12 to 16. Now, here is the point of this whole thing, everyone. It is seminary formation. It is allowing the right men who are sacrificing their lives, who are heterosexual, who are not predatory people, who are healthy, integrated men that desire a life of holiness and to serve in the kingdom of God into the Catholic priesthood. The point is that if you have a predator priest who is interested in kids, you have a problem no matter how many rules and policies you have in place. So the screening process, the vocation director, and subsequent seminary formation is the most important important part of this uh, equation. So this, in fact, has been uh, enacted. Now, here's the thing. Father Josh and I, and we've talked a little bit about it on the show before, but just to re-ensure the Catholic faithful who are listening that this is going on. When we rolled this wave in 2002, the amount of stuff that we went through, right? I was asked more disgusting questions than you can imagine by those in charge of my formation, none of which applied to me. In fact, none of it applied to anybody in seminary during that time. I had to take the the test that a convicted pedophile takes to ensure that I wasn't that. Okay, you can imagine how disgusting that was. Three different psychological surveys and many, many other things. And we all did. Rather, that's not who we were, right? We had left college programs, careers, girlfriends, fiancés, and dreams to follow the Lord from the onset of our vocation into this time, showed us that what it meant to be a priest was to take up the cross and be crucified with him. But I'm going to tell you this, and I speak on all of behalf of, of our generation onward, right? 
I know I would suffer it 10,000 times over to ensure that this diabolical evil never happens again, and that's for every priest out there serving right now. And many bishops, to their credit, have already begun right to open their books and expose the other end of this. We need to get ahead of it. Uh, and so that we don't have grand jury investigations and attorney generals, but rather we're just coming forward and saying, you know what, it was these people, here they are. And I, you know, I just want to reference one last time St. Peter Damien and, and, and that this is nothing new, unfortunately. Uh, but he wrote a little prayer, and we'd like to uh, wrap up Catholic Lives Matter with that prayer. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. amen. May Almighty God grant, O Most Reverend Father, that in the time of your apostolate, St. Leo the Ninth. The monster of this vice may utterly perish, and the condition of the prostrate church might everywhere be restored in accordance with the laws of its youth. St. Peter Damien, pray pray for for us. us. In the name of the Father, Son, Son, Holy Spirit, Spirit, amen. Amen. And that's a wrap for Catholic Lives Matter. We're going to throw it over to Eli to preview the next show. All righty. Thank you, Father. Here's what's coming up on tomorrow's show, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, live on the road from Williston. Join host executive director Steve Sponskalski and programming coordinator Brandon Clark for the following. Every marriage blessed in the Catholic Church is perfect, right? Well, not so much. The reality is that couples are struggling to communicate or find a reason to stay together. Many lose hope, but as Father Russell Kovash and Tara Brooke will share, there is help and healing available if couples are willing to take the leap. The world would say that men today are supposed to be in control and be very successful, but that's not what the true man is all about. What is it all about? Bill Donahue, one of the keynote speakers at the upcoming Redeemed Men's Conference in the Diocese of Fargo, will tell us and share an opportunity for men to rise up and become who they were meant to be. In many regions of Africa, there is a need for clean drinking water for families. How can these needs be addressed by us here in the Midwest? That's the challenge that Wes and Kathy Pepley have taken on, and they'll share how their work with the African mission of the Diocese of Bismarck is empowering mothers to lead the charge. That and a whole lot more coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Father? Thanks, Eli. Appreciate it. Uh, That wraps up our show. We got a... Final thoughts from Father's Waltz. For my final thought, um, I'm going to reverence Peter Damien because he has been on my heart and mind. <laughs> this dude was uh, he was a piece of work, and he was a man uh, that would speak out. And I like to think that the Sons of Thunder are not afraid to speak out. St. Peter Damien, later adding after all this had gone down, he would rather be persecuted than fail to speak out. And I think that... Uh, you know, we need to speak out, even though we are going to be persecuted, even though it's going to get darker, uh, it's going to get more difficult, the church will probably be thinned, uh, we might be stripped of the glory that we possessed in yesteryear, but we will rid this problem from the church. Absolutely, Father Josh, everybody, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. If you love the Sons of Thunder, we want you to call Brandon Clark in the Fargo <laughs> studio and tell him about it. Now, Facebook in, everybody, tell your friends about it. We're on, uh, hopefully, every month, and we love bringing the truth to you, the words of the gospel, not the fake news, but the real and good news, and... We are open to suggestions for topics. So Facebook on in, say you want the Sons of Thunder to talk about this or talk about that or answer these questions for you. We are happy to entertain it in this beautiful ministry as we are the megaphone of the Holy Spirit on the airwaves. (laughs) I'm Father Justin Wolf. And I'm Father Josh Wolf. And we are the Sons of Thunder. This has been Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. 
Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central, the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence radio network.